Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Mercer County Podcasting Club. We've got another great episode lined up for you for the month of April. Our student talk begins with myself, Emma Melgren, Brenna Fluett, and Kirsten Benson. We talk about a bunch of different things, including what is your diff- your favorite type of mask, your favorite moment in high school, and then we get to talk about cicadas for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Next, we have uh, a special treat. We have Brennan Fluett interviewing his mother, Mrs. Fluett, Mrs. Brooke Fluett, who is the librarian here at the high school. She does a great job. So Brandon's going to interview his mom, and she's going to let us know all the things going on in the library. And finally, we're going to have Griffin back, and he's going to be interviewing Natalie Finch, and she knows everything about prom. We've got some different things going on for prom in the month of April, and we'd like for you guys to get all the information from Natalie and Griffin um, grills are on all that stuff. So it's going to be really a lot of fun. So again, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Please tell everybody to listen and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our April episode of the Mercer County Podcasting Club. Uh, my name is Rusty Ruggles, and I got Brennan Fluett with me, Emma Melgren, and Kirsten Benson for the student talk today. How's everybody doing today? Pretty good. 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 This is your seventh episode. Isn't that crazy how time flies like that? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And that is kind of weird, actually. That, I don't yeah. know. And you kind of came in late, Kirsten, to I the did. to the club, like maybe a month or two late. Yeah. But think how much it's changed your life. So much. I feel like, <laughs> no, I feel like I've got a lot more confident, like talking, you know, because like people are actually listening to this and that's pretty... That's pretty crazy, I feel like. And you just put out your own podcast with the Ten and Ben show last week that mm-hmm. has received some pretty good plays, right? Yeah, I think that was super fun. I'm super happy that Tenley and I got to do that because um, last we're in the bass fishing club. I know, so crazy really? that Tenley and I are in the bass fishing club. We don't fish, though. Like We just go out with the bass fishing club because they go to these really pretty places, right. like you know, really pretty prawns. We just sit out there. We don't put our pole, we don't fish. We don't, like, we'll put our line in the water, but, like, we're not trying to, like, catch anything. Right. And we just talk, and we used to pretend to have a podcast called The Ten and Ben Show, and we just, that's how we'd, like, talk about our things, like, you know, our you day know what? or whatever. Why don't, why don't you record one, and let's put out, put that out as an episode. You can do it on your phone. Record our bass fishing escapade? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You That'd never fun, know. But... Yeah, that's how that idea started, the yeah, Ten and Ben show. That's great, and I think people should tune in because it's really a good show. Emma, have you ever been fishing? Are you a fisher? Yeah, I am. Like who, you go fishing with your dad? Well, we have a cabin up in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. And especially during the summer, like the whole, our whole family will fish, and that's what we'll eat. No, oh, that's great. So I've been fishing, like, I don't even know, for the long, for yeah. a really long time. Brennan? What about you? Um, I fish uh, with my dad and my grandpa and my brother. I always catch and release, not because I actually care about the creatures, but because I don't want to eat them. <laughs> You're not a big fan of fish? No. You know, one of my best friends loves to fish and is deathly allergic to fish. Oh, that really? Makes it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So, like, if he touches it? Or no, like, he can touch it. Oh. He just can't eat it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that he can't do that. All right, so we're talking about today about a couple things. Mm-hmm. 
this is kind of a silly thing to talk about, but I want, I'm bringing this up because I didn't tell you that I was going to bring it up. Uh, Kirsten was struggling with her mask this morning. She couldn't find it. She was like freaking out. I could tell. Mm-hmm. Tell me after all this stuff, what's your favorite mask? Like you two have Brennan and Emma have like a medical type of mask on and you like to be the, the most effective. That, okay. So Brennan likes the medical mask disposable, right? You mm-hmm. like that too, Emma? Um, I really just like them cause I can breathe through them. Right. And these ones and I have like a black one that's kind of like thinner, like it's mm-hmm. still like the medical right. material, but it's black. And I kind of just like them because they usually go with my outfits. So. Well, see, that's my next thing. Girls, do you, the mask has to match the outfit. Um, Mine never does. Like, I wish I was that cool. Right. Like, you know, I wish I was that suave. <laughs> but I just, my mom bought, like, some cute ones and was like, wear these to school. So that's what I wear. Yeah. I'm okay with uh, any mask, though, that's not the mask I have to wear to play the trumpet. Because for some reason, it's, like, two sizes too small. Right. And, it like, my beard, it does weird things to my beard. Shave it. That's so the, how does that no. work? So the, the playing mask has a window in it. Okay? It's actually got two two magnets on it that come down like this, and then they, but you just lift it up, and then the, it goes in, and then it c- comes back down and covers your the area. So supposedly no air is supposed to get out just through the horn, and then the horn is, horn is covered. Yeah, it's, you know... Have you seen the singing masks? The singing no. masks mm-hmm. almost look like you have a beak because it gives space out in front so you can move your mouth instead of this being on your mouth, you mm-hmm. know? And so it, it comes out probably three inches away from the face, and it's got it, – it's weird looking. It looks like a Victorian era, like Halloween costume. Yes, you're exactly right. Only Brennan would say that because yeah. he loves Victorian <gasps> costumes. Speaking of masks, Keegan, who's in junior high, my sister, right. there is a little, there's not a little boy. He's not little, I guess, if he's in junior high, but he wears a gas mask some days, <laughs> like to school. Or like he wore a plague mask. Like, you know how they like had right. those bird plague masks? Plague doctor, yeah. Yes, he wore one to school, and my sister was like, she was like freaked out because she didn't know what it was, but... At least some people are, like, being fun with about it, you know? Right. Hmm. I think we'll have the masks on next year. I think we will. Mm. I really I do. Know. I hope so. I mean, I don't hope so. But, I don't know. I hope, like, the vaccine starts, mm-hmm. it works and stuff, and, like, we can, like, get over it. Kinda. Yeah. Me too. All right. Um, you guys are finishing up. You're all seniors. What's been your favorite moment in high school up to this point? Maybe it hasn't happened yet. You know, what's been your favorite moment? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Oh, Brennan. Um, my favorite moment was, uh, in general, it was the New York trip we took with the jazz band. Right, that was great. Yeah, and uh, my favorite memory was uh, performing on the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. and playing I Remember Clifford because I like that song. Good tune. Mm-hmm. Brennan loves standard jazz tunes, which is rare in a high school student, but that was good. Yeah, it was. Do you remember how far we had to haul that stuff? Yes. Yeah, that was so crazy. I was so lucky that you carried the amp. I know. We had to go across a main road, go down an elevator two floors, go out on this pier, and then go up an elevator to get to the top of the battleship and then load the stuff on. Oh my goodness. All the stuff. Like, they had chairs and stuff for us, but all that stuff we had to haul. I have pictures of it, and it gives me a stomach ache every time I see it. <laughs> Emma, what's been your favorite moment? 
Okay, well, I have two. So my first one would probably be freshman year when during homecoming week when I coached, like, the boys' volleyball team. Right. And we beat the seniors. And not only did they cheat because mm-hmm. the senior – there was a senior, like, uh, what's it called when they are watching the net? Right, referee. A oh. referee. Yeah. Umpire. They made us play to three, like, <laughs> over three games. They were like, well, we're just going to play a three out of five. Three out of three. <laughs> and, like, I don't know why, but it just made me so mad. But at the same time, I was, like, so happy because we beat the seniors. Right. So, technically, like. Who were seniors those, that year? That would have been, like, your Anthony, Anthony and that, those Taylor. Guys? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I coached that with you. Yeah, I, I coached two years, and then I like was like, nah. nah. I this think is, we did the this first. This is giving me a heart there. attack because nobody listens to me. You so retired. I retired. I did. Okay, that's funny. That's one. So what's your other one? My other one. Okay, this might get taken off. My other <laughs> one would probably be like our. I don't know what year. I think it was sophomore year when the last week of school we had a fight every day. Do you oh. guys remember oh, that? No. So there was a fight in the school <laughs> there every was day? There some sort of fight or drama or something mm-hmm. every day. Like, one day it was a girl fight. The second day right. it was a guy fight. And I don't know why, but that was just such an entertain- entertaining moment in my high school career. Because, wow. like, every day I would wake up, I'm like, who's it going to be today? She likes it the fights. It could have been you. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never yeah. know. I'm not a fighter. Yeah. Okay, Kirsten, what's yours? Um, Probably... Um, Oh, I don't know. Um, Probably maybe sophomore musical because that was High School Musical. And it was so crazy. Like, it was just so hectic. Like, nobody knew. Like, everybody kind of knew what they were doing. But all the seniors were, like, winging because, like, they wanted it to be really good. And they would just be, like, they'd, like, just wig out. And Tenley and I, Tenley was on crew. And I just kind of zoned out all the time. And, like, dance to the songs because they just play them over and over and over again, you know, like the solos and stuff. Because, like, Haley, is, was it her name Haley? Yep, yeah, Haley. And Jake, Jake got, like, mono or something. Right. And he couldn't sing, so they just keep playing it. But he wouldn't sing his part because, like, he couldn't sing. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be in the back just dancing to it because I just, like, went crazy at some point because right. we I'd heard it so much. That was a good musical. That it, really was good. It was good, and I don't, and I think that's one of the crazy things is like, th- nobody knows that Jake like literally had mono the night before, yeah. and like the night before opening night, his voice was like, absolutely just through the ringer. Yeah, you know, that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot is that the Adams family, which was last year, was just that was performance week when we got told we had to go home, mm-hmm. and that was going to be a good one. And you mm-hmm. had parts, I Kirsten. Did. I had a part in it. I played a boy. Yeah. I did. Yeah, good times. What are we supposed to respond to that? Are we supposed <laughs> to say she'd make a great boy? That's not, no. no? Uh, it was just, <laughs> I remember Mr. Wong asking me that too, and he was like, are you okay with playing a 12-year-old? And I was like, oh, I right. guess. And then he's like, oh, by the way, it's a boy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. No, and I got to see it, you know, and I, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really going to be good. So, they're going to do a musical like they're getting started to do that now. And they're going to do freaky Friday and it's a one act 90 minutes. And so everybody's getting excited for that. They're going to try to pull something off by the end of the year, which is good. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Emma, you, you're not a singer, are you? Not anymore. But you used to be in choir? Yeah, I used to be in choir in junior high, and then when I lived in Florida, mm-hmm. I did, like, a lot of performances for, like, the Miami-Dade County, and, like, I always was the one to sing the national anthem for the Veterans Day stuff. That's cool. But not anymore. But that just was not an interest anymore. Uh, Yeah, not really. I guess, like, I didn't have... I guess I just kind of lost my passion for it, mm-hmm. like singing. Now, we have a music theory concert coming up, mm-hmm. speaking of music, and we want to try to get Brennan to sing, but he's no. adamant of not doing that. No. Oh, just Brennan, the metal songs. You're going to do a metal song, and yeah. it's like, rah, rah, rah. Just do that. No, because I got to focus on the guitar. I got to focus on the guitar. It is hard to play guitar and sing at the same time. Yeah. What happens if he's amazing and nobody knows it? I'm not. he's like i'm 100 percent positive yeah so we got a lot of like music things going on here at the school i mean the football practice started this week um the basketball seasons are ending this week and then we're flip-flopping through that it's kind of crazy you know Mm -hmm. there's all these kids running around to practices i i I feel for them you know that's got to be real busy and then trying to work on top of that i see you know you two working kirsten and, and emma that's hard to do all that stuff and work. All right. Well, there's something else you guys want to talk about, and I have no idea why you want to talk about it, but I'm going to bring up this topic, cicadas. Why do we want to talk about okay, this? Okay, okay, okay. So there is an alpha breed of cicadas. If you didn't know this, like, please look it up because you're in for a treat. And <laughs> you're not. You're in for a nightmare. But every 17 years, this, like, huge swarm of cicadas come out of the ground and it's, like, absolutely terrible. They're so loud. They're so annoying. They're everywhere. The last time it happened was 2004. And pretty much they, like, breed and then have a ton of babies. And then they go in the ground for the next 17 years. And it just is a cycle. And this is, like, the year. They're all going to come out and be annoying. Okay. So you just are worried that they're going to make too much noise. Well, yeah. And they're kind of nasty with their well, little Body yeah. stuff. Find the shells with on the trees. With a name like the Alpha Breed, it sounds like the <laughs> Marines will be like deployed to like shoot them. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think. I don't know. Do you know how hard it'd be to shoot a cicada? I can never find hard. them until it's just their shells. Right. I've never seen like a live cicada. Oh, I have. Ever. They big. They are big, they, and they buzz, big. and they don't. And they like yeah. fly around in the light and stuff, and I'm like, Ugh. there's a part of me that the sound is soothing to me. Because we had these trees in around my house when I was a kid, so it reminds me of that time when they when they start making noise. So we're supposed to have a bunch of these, you say? Yeah. It's, from what I read, the sound of them could sound like a lawnmower. Oh, my gosh. Like, that loud. Like No, thanks. Yeah. I don't know about that. Hmm. Do either of you know, like, how many cicadas they're supposed to be? Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think every 17 years, 14 cicadas come out. <laughs> They're going to be like really loud. The alpha breed. Exactly. If there's them. only 14, then surely they have names. Yeah, <laughs> true. Right? Like, Brennan, give me an example of like a cicada name. Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> okay. That's silly. You just picked a movie name and just went with it. There's nothing silly about Ralph the cicada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Callie is not here today. She's in Florida. She went on a college visit. And I 
I asked her to, if I could call her. And she's asleep, I think. Should we try to call her anyway? We talked about not doing this. I wish I, I was in I Florida right now. You don't think it's a good idea? Nope. That means it's a good idea. That is, I should have done that. I should have applied to colleges in like Florida and been like, yeah. Mom, we need to go to Florida. That's what I told her. I said, you're not going to Florida for a college visit. No, you're going to go to a college visit for two hours, and then you're going to go to Florida. Do you know who's not a morning person? Um, Callie, Callie Searing. <laughs> She's not going to answer. Let's leave a voicemail. What if her voicemail's not turned on? Can you do that? It's like an automatic one, like a robot lady. Like Hers Siri. is? Well, I don't know if hers is, but if you don't have a voicemail. Right. Your call has been forwarded oh, perfect. to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, <laughs> you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Okay. Hey, Callie, this is Mr. Ruggles. We are calling you on the podcast, and we're all going to say good morning to you because we know we're sleeping. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We hope you're having a good time in Florida. We're thinking about you. And we know that you're really not going to colleges. You're just laying on the beach being a bum. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I'd definitely do that, though. Like, just sit on the beach and be like, oh, this college visit was so hard. I haven't been able to go anywhere for such a long time. In fact, my son plays baseball for Monmouth, and so he was supposed to have a game in Missouri. And it's like four hours away, and I was so excited to go. I just wanted to drive and get out of town. And then the Wednesday before, they said no fans. And I was so bummed because I'm like, I just wanted to go, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. have you guys been anywhere? I mean. The, the cities. I know. I mean, it's like when you go to the cities, it's a big deal. Like Amber and I went last weekend and just walked along the river just for something to do, you know, blow the stink off of us. I feel like there's nothing to do anymore. I know. it. I mean, I think it's going to be okay this summer. You know, I think we're going to be able to go places and do things like that. But I'm starting to get crazy. And I'm envious of the folks that get to go places. Good for them. You know, I'm not taking it away from that from anybody, but come on now. Everything that I've looked forward to has been taken away from me for the past year and a half. You know, and of course, I don't have very many things I look forward to. All I need is a new video game and the internet. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. Like, what are you doing for spring break, Brennan? I mean, I'm going to uh, college visit. Oh, that's right. You're going Tennessee. to Tennessee, right? Yep. Okay, well, that's good. What are you doing for Easter break? I think I'm going to go up to Minnesota because mm -hmm. my grandma and my aunt are up there, and there's the, and my grandma's lake house is up there. Okay. So I think we're going to go up there, and I'm going to try to hang out with my future roommates. Okay, that's cool. Like going to college up there. Right. That's good. So, Get to know them a little bit. Good. Kirsten, what are you doing? Just working at Happy Joe's, slinging pies? I am working at Happy Joe's, and then I'm scheduled to go look at an apartment at Illinois. Oh, boy. Exciting. Yep. So exciting. Well, listen, you guys, this was good this morning. It's great to see everybody. You're all morning people. Too bad we couldn't get Callie on. But this is our student talk for April. Please uh, listen to the rest of this because we've got other great segments coming up. And also take a chance to go through all of our podcasting club, other sub podcasts. If it's the Ten and Ben show mm -hmm. or if it's Griffin's presidential election thing, he's going to do another one of those, I think, soon. And it's really exciting. So everybody have a great day and thanks for listening.
Hey, it's Brennan. Welcome to the Mercer County High School podcast. This is the faculty interview section. And today I'm going to be interviewing my mom, the librarian at the high school, Brooke Fluett. How are you doing, mom? I'm doing okay, Brennan. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's it's St. Patrick's Day. I got my little bit of green on. Looking festive. My band shirt. So I'm just going to go straight into these questions. All right. What do you like best about being the school librarian? Definitely working with the students. I mean, I love to read. I was an English teacher for a long time before I was a librarian, but I do it because I like working with high school age students. That's made the pandemic really hard. When we were home, that was hard. I was so Mm -hmm. excited to see everybody when they came back. And we just had some new kids come back fourth quarter for the first time. And it has been awesome seeing new kids back in person. Yeah. Um, Are there any banned books that you think should not be banned? Wow. Jumping right into the deep end. Well, I'm not really a fan of censorship uh, to begin with. I think that everybody should choose the books that are right for them and let other people do the same. Um, That being said, a famous quote that relates to library is that a good library has a book to offend everyone. Um, but no, I, I don't really feel that censorship is generally appropriate. You so hope none of them should be banned. No. Now that being said, I can't just put any books I want in the library because we're a school library. I have to follow guidelines that the district has. It um, either has to be related to our curriculum or I have to find positive professional reviews before I can put it in the library. So we're not going to be adding 50 shades of gray anytime soon, but no, I don't think we should be um, censoring books because of the ideas because we're all different and we all have different ideas and the library should be able to let you read about the whole spectrum of ideas. Hasn't someone asked for that book before? Uh, Yes. (laughs) That is unfortunate. I think writing an IRP assignment about it would be even more unfortunate. Yeah. No, we don't have that one. Um, how do kids destroy books? Like, do you ever get books that just get like destroyed? Occasionally, yes. Honestly, most people are pretty good about it. But um, we always have some victims to Gatorade. Always red Gatorade. We always get that on the pages if, if something's going to be spilled. Or if we have an unexpected snow or rain thing, if people leave their book in the back of a pickup, they'll come in wet. But it's much better than little kids. They get all kinds of stuff all over their books. Glitter and crayons and Cheeto dust. You guys are much neater than I mean, than maybe kids. that could end up on a high school book if the kid was creative. <laughs> Hopefully not. What is your favorite genre of books? Um, you know, I've been reading a lot of mystery lately. Um, otherwise, sci-fi has always been my go-to. Yeah, that's where it's at. Yes, absolutely. So those are my favorites. But I try to read all genres of books, even the ones I wouldn't normally gravitate toward, just because that way I can recommend books to students who like them. What's a good book you've read lately? Mm, Let's see. Probably, I'd say uh, it's called The Downstairs Girl. It's historical fiction, which I totally don't normally read a lot of, but it uh, took place during Reconstruction, And it was about how uh, Chinese Americans were treated uh, during Reconstruction. And the main character was interesting, and it was about a part of history that I didn't really know about. So that was probably a recent favorite. 
Okay, I'm going to change the topic of the questions a little bit. Hold on. Before you do that, I have another like library question. Okay. If oh, you don't boy. mind. So I know the kids, like you and I have talked about, like the comic digital graphic novels, mm-hmm. you know, that they, that they like reading. And the manga stuff is incredibly popular. Can yes. you, I've never read one of those books. Can you explain those to me a little bit? Sure. Um, manga is uh, from Japan. And the one thing that throws a lot of people off about manga is that um, because that language reads from right to left, then you would read the book in a way that we think of as backwards. And not only from the last page to the first page, but also you're reading each page, the panels. If there's multiple panels on a page, you read those from right to left as well. That's the part that gets me. I have a bit of a hard time with that. And originally... They would flip them for American audiences, but then people complained that that would mess up the panels and the way that it flowed. So now you read them from back to front. Um, however, there are other ones that are in that style. Um, Korean manhwa is actually read the same way that we read. Um, and of course, there are many graphic novelists who are from other countries as well. Um, and so those would be drawn out in the traditional format. I think that's so cool. You know, it's like multicultural at the same time. And we have a pretty extensive library of these books, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we really do. And that is driven a lot by the kids. They help me discover series that we need to have. Um, and so we'll add them as, as they tell me. They really lead the way on that. I, of course, have to look for reviews and stuff, but sure. they're the ones who request uh, different manga series and graphic novels we should have. That's great. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted, but I did have a question it's about fun. the manga stuff. Go ahead. Oh, can I say one more library thing? Yeah. Uh, I One of the favorite parts of my job is trying to help kids who think they don't like to read find a book because I really think a lot of kids who don't like to read just haven't found the right book yet. And we're such a small school that I get to know the students and their tastes enough where I can say, oh, that book would be good for that kid. For example, back when Drake Stern was here, I bought every book on wrestling I could find. When the Deal Brothers were here, we owned every motocross title imaginable. You know, but I can do that because we're a little school, and so I get to know the students well enough, and um, that's probably my favorite part of my job. I don't think I would like being a school librarian as much if we had 3,000 kids, and I didn't know most of them. So uh, I'm I'm going to switch the topic to uh, me and my brother. Ooh, the embarrassing stories segment. I love it. So what is it like, uh, well, being a staff at a school where uh, some of the students are your kids? (sighs) Only two of the students are my kids. Although really, I kind of feel like the whole senior class are all my bonus children. It's going to be rough when you guys all are graduating here, but... um, it's mostly good. I'm kind of spoiled that I get to see you every day, although I, I get it that you don't want to acknowledge me in the hallway. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it's a little awkward if you didn't get your homework done and then I see your teacher in the lounge, but yeah, generally it's a positive. I am sad. Um, I had always looked forward to homecoming activity day when you guys were seniors. I was so excited for that. And we didn't get to have that this year, but we had activity day in the fall and maybe we'll do something else cool this spring. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel lucky to be able to be at school with you guys. What was it like raising twins? 
um, it was challenging. You and your brother were very challenging. Uh, very different. You tended to be more apologetic about what happened, even if you weren't the cause of what happened. Uh, we picked you up from the children's school once when you were maybe three, and your brother had gotten in trouble, and you were both sitting on that little bench, you know, in the hallway, and we got there, and you said, I'm so sorry, Mommy. I can't watch him all the time. Not that we'd ever expected you to, but you you took a lot of responsibility for your brother's orneriness, but... um. You're not an innocent player, though. Um, I can remember the time that your dad was leaving for work, and thank God he happened to look up, and you had your leg thrown over the windowsill of your room. Brady was pushing the screen out for you, and you were trying to climb onto the porch roof, and you were about two and a half. My first epic game remove. Yeah. Yes, you were planning escapes for sure. Or the time you guys shoved your cribs in front of the door. Um so we couldn't get into your bedroom. That was exciting. So, yeah. that th I think it was probably about that point that your dad and I decided it was best if we weren't outnumbered in the children department. Yeah. So, But it's positive. I, I'm glad that you guys have each other, even though you're so dramatically different. And, uh, yeah. We do never get to be really good at anything, though. Because we only do everything once, like this whole graduation thing coming up. I've never done that before, and I'll never do it again. So, yeah, we just bumble through your childhood the best we can. I bumble through my life the best I can. So. <laughs> well, good. It's a family thing then. I think it is really interesting on how different they are. You know, now I haven't had Brady too much in class, but I've had Brennan this whole entire time, and they really are different. And with us dealing with our twins, Essie and Gracie, they're a lot more similar, you know, I mean, they're different too, but, um, it's just interesting. And, and Brennan's great. I mean, he's such a huge help to us here and he's so technically advanced. He's got me beat on so many levels in terms of knowing all that stuff and tinkering with things. He is a tinker. Your house sometimes is noisy. Can yes. you talk about that a little bit? Oh, uh, well, we are blessed to have really awesome neighbors, by which I mean <laughs> Fonnie Young, who puts <laughs> up with all the noise. Fortunately, she likes music, too. So we told her, because she puts up with Brennan's guitar and over time trumpet playing, his bedroom is closest to the ho their house, too. Um, she can rock out whenever she wants, and it's all good. But yes, he's... She'll ask permission, like I was gardening. And she walked over to me, and she's like, is it okay if I crank up my speakers? I'm like, knock yourself out. Yeah, so we have a symbiotic musical relationship. But yes, Brennan is often rocking out on guitar, playing the trumpet. Um, he went through that phase where he was trying to make homemade mutes for his trumpet in junior oh, yeah. high. So he'd fill water bottles with various things and see how it affected the sound. I'm sure that sounded awesome to the neighbors. Yeah, that was like making strange animal calls. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. But yes, we, we do not have a quiet house. It'll definitely be very different next year when you and your brother head off to wherever it is you end up deciding to go to college. It'll be different for me living in a place where I can't just like blast my guitar out from the speakers. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. I don't think you can even play your guitar in your dorm room. I think you have to go to a designated music area. Yeah, 
Or you could use headphones probably in your amp. I traded all my amps. Oh my gosh. To get Jeez. giant ones. Not all your amps. You've got so many in there. Okay, true. He has gear acquisition syndrome big time. Yeah. By the way, I have a keyboard amp if you want it. It's sure. just well, I was gonna throw it out, but I think it kind of works if you want, but it's big. I have a Sorry, keyboard. Sorry, mom. <laughs> so if you want to take it yeah, home and, and tinker with it, yeah. I mean that would be right up your alley. Yeah. Right now I'm I'm building a tiny computer to play like Sega Genesis games. Yes, he's got a Raspberry Pi configuration going. I think that's so cool. Because yeah. you're you're playing games that I played as a kid. Yeah. I like them because they're like colorful and I like the MIDI sound chips. Yeah. What other questions do you have for your mom? None. Well, one more. <laughs> <laughs> one more. Okay. What's for dinner? Oh, you know better than to ask me that. That's your father's problem. Perfect. Best interview ever. Well, I think, listen, it was my idea, and I thought it was cool. And, and of course, Brennan was very reluctant because he's like, ah, oh, geez, I got to interview my mom. I think the library is great. You've done a fantastic job with it. And every time I walk in there, which isn't very often, but... As a kid, I always loved the library. And, like, I was one of those kids that read Newsweek. I never had a study hall until my senior year, and I just I would read Newsweek every week in that library. And I just, it's always a nice place for me to be. My mom's been on the library board for 100 years, and I'd like to read more. I wish kids would read more, you know. Like, you read probably all the time. I try to, although that's yeah. a big misconception. I don't get to just sit in the library and read all day. I don't ever read at work. Right, Even not at work, but at home. Yes, it's yeah. probably one of the most important things I do, so I can recommend books to kids. So I encourage everybody to come into our library, and not even that, we've got a new, fairly new library here in town that is really cool. And, oh, it's uh, gorgeous. Yeah, and people can go in there and get books and do all that stuff. Now, Brennan, do you read very much? Yes, I do. So what are you reading right now? Uh, well, right now I'm, I'm reading two books. One of them is easy and one the other one's hard. The easy one is Graceling. And that's a fantasy book where uh, people in the universe, some of them are born with, like, special gifts. And they're, like, exploited by, like, the kingdoms. And um, the other book I'm reading, which is not easy, is Confessions of an English Opium Eater. And that was written in, like, 1823. Oh. And, but it's so good. We but, had to interlibrary loan that one. Yeah, that sounds like a deep deep topic yeah it's uh it's written very it's right on the edge of like what is understandable to me right huh it's good yeah i go back and forth between nonfiction and fiction and right now i'm in nonfiction, and oh. it's slow well what are you reading uh, a book on andrew jackson oh and because we're going to nashville in 2022 and we're going to the hermitage which he was from that's where he lived and so i'm reading that but I've read like War and Peace, the Old Testament. Like I've put myself through that. And it was good, but it's just a trudge. I mean, it's like really going through stuff. And then I pick up fiction and just run right through it. Yes. You know? And you I gotten, do, Go ahead. Have you gotten to any of the assassination attempts yet? No. No, well, he was in a couple duels before he was president. So if you count, but he he's not president. I mean, he is president right now, but he hasn't been tried to be assassinated yet. 
That's interesting. I know. I can't. Those are good parts. Those will go fast. But I mostly read music biographies, Ooh. you know, and things like that about musicians. Like that when we did Billy Joel, I read Billy Joel yeah. and, mm-hmm. and all that. You've re- recommended some good Christmas gifts for Brendan in yeah. the past. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Steve, Steve Lukather Luther book. I, I could read over and over again. It's he so is, good. He is hardcore. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, and they're really good. They tell you what it took to be a real musician and, yeah. and all the things they had to go through. So. But you read some good fiction too. I remember when you recommended the wool books. Yeah, that was good. Those are great. Sophia Santiago is going through those right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then the Civil War um, mm-hmm. Marvel series. I realized I'm missing several volumes of that, so I need to get caught up with the library collection. I, yeah. I wish I could have more of those graphic novels. I like. We. I was a comic book kid. Okay. You know, so we. My brother has. 700 spider-man comics or something like that so that's something you and your brother had in common yeah and because you don't i don't think of you guys as very similar usually no we had that in common we we do and so he collects and so that's kind of interesting that we do cool so it is cool and it is literature you know and people think it's just like a toy thing but it's it's got some great storylines in comics sometimes the movies do a good job of saying that story and sometimes they don't you know sometimes they mess it up I think that younger kids have an easier time reading it than older kids or adults, I guess I should say, because it's a very multi-sensory experience. You have to read the words, mm-hmm. but you also have to study the pictures yeah. and the expressions of the different characters in it to get the full story. Yeah. And kids are multimedia kids, so they're used to pictures and words and things jumping out of them, where adults are kind of like, wait, I have to look at the panel and read what it says mm-hmm. and read between the lines, and that's trickier for them. And kids want something so immediate mm-hmm. where we got an issue a month. And so, like, in the original second Spider-Man, Mary Jane finds out that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And in the real world, that took about 30 years oh, wow. for that to happen. You know, yeah. and I understand for movies that it needs to go, but that was such right. a huge deal you know, for that to happen at the time, I think it was like issue 300. No, that was when they got married. I don't know. My brother would know. <laughs> so anyway, Brennan, you have done a great job. You want to close Thank it out you. for us? Yeah, this has been an awesome interview conducted by me, Brennan. And then you should thank your mother for being here. Yeah, and thanks for being here. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you, Mr. Ruggles, for keeping it going. Hello and welcome back to the pod. I'm Griffin Kernan and today we are discussing a surprising and exciting development in the slow but steady return to normalcy at MCHS. That development being, there will be a prom after all. Well, there's two actually. There's the fancy schmancy swanky school hosted formal dinner at Johnny's Steakhouse and the parent hosted prom to be held on the same date. It seems confusing to most people, including myself. I am perpetually confused about this. So, to answer some questions about both these events, please welcome friend of the pod, Natalie Finch. Natalie, thanks for coming on. Yep. So, Natalie, are you ready for me to rake you over the coals, to give you the twice over? I think so. All right. So, the first question I have for you is, um, the night of the dinner is going to be first. That's um, what I've been hearing about it. Um, Are there any COVID restrictions for this? And if so, can you enlighten us on how this dinner will work? 
So I think that there will be like time slots. And I think there were supposed to be three, but now the limitations have lessened. So there will be two different time slots. And then Mrs. Day is working with like the parents that are hosting the prom to make sure that the time slots will be, that will work with the time the prom starts. So everybody will be able to go to dinner and then go to the prom and be there on time. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. One of the concerns I had when I first heard about they're going to have a parent prom and this is, oh boy, either they're not going to be on the same date or they're going to like outschedule each other. And I was worried that it was going to cause um, kids to be confused on which one to go to if they happen at the same time. But since it sounds like the both both sides are working together to get this done in a way so that kids can both go to the school dinner and to the uh, parent-hosted prom, that sounds really good to me. I'm really relieved about that. Um. My next question for you is the same, except I want to ask about the parent-hosted dance. What do we know about the place, time, COVID restrictions, and even the theme of the prom? So there are no restrictions. Like, it's in Davenport at Modern Woman Park, and it will be in the champion suite. So there's, like, no mass restrictions or anything. And it's – there's a promenade – first and i think it starts at 7 30 so as soon as that's done then the prom will start immediately after and like for the promenade everybody will like get to walk in the actual stadium like down the steps and across the dugout and then get a picture and so that'll be cool yeah, that sounds really cool i also really like, really like the choice of venue yeah Modern women park um i've not actually been in the champions suite i've seen it before and i think that based on what you said it is a really good venue i think that you got a good one yeah we've They've sent out pictures, and, like, I've been looking at the pictures, and it's, like, a really cool view because, like, there's, like, doors that can open, and you can, like, look out and see all the lights and the water and everything, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Uh, do we know the theme for the prom yet? I've heard that they're, they're deciding that soon. Um, It's going to be the last dance, and I think the they picked it because a couple or, like, a month or two ago, they – a bunch of students went to the school board meeting and like one of the main things was that they wanted their last dance that they were missing out on. So the parents thought it would be cool to call it the last dance. Right. Especially because a lot of the people in attendance are going to be seniors yeah. who didn't get to have a prom junior year because of COVID and almost were not going to get a prom this year. Right. Yeah. I like that idea a little bit. Um, my third question is about um, after prom. <laughs> So how will the after prom work this year? Like, what are some ideas being thrown out there? So I think they're, instead of, like, having it actually after prom, they're planning on doing, like, stuff that you would do at an after prom actually during the prom. So we'll have, like, the prom in one room, and then there will be, like, games and activities and stuff in another room. Okay, so it's not going to be like a regular after prom. Um, it's just going to be happening at the same time, you said. Yeah, I, I think that's what the plan is. So just out of curiosity, what are some of the activities you were thinking of bringing in for the after prom? Well, we just had a meeting the other day about it, and nobody had really any like good ideas that a lot of people would like. But one of the ones that people are probably going to think stupid is a ball pit because, I don't know, we just... You know, that's our a really, little kids, I guess. You know, it's a really classic idea, and I, I, I notice a lot of times that with things that sometimes things can be so lame they're fun, almost like how a movie can be so bad it's good. Something <laughs> like that, 
Like, well, a ball pit is simple, right? It's, it's simple, and you think about it for toddlers, but think about it. A bunch of high schoolers with a ball pit, that could be either fun or trouble. We tried to convince them to let us do laser tag, but they said no because I think we'll break things. Yeah, wouldn't balls get broken? What? You're right next to the river. You could go fishing. <laughs> or swimming. Oh, I would no. Oh, no. <laughs> Why not? No, because you're on the river. The lock and dam's right there. That'd be bad. That'll be you know, fine. You can go swim in that. I'll give you a new pair of cement shoes to go oh, swimming. Oh, oof. What? There's some cousin rivalry I hear there. I don't know. Only one person could be the Don in this family. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So moving on. Um, as far as the parent problem is concerned, is there anything else that's uh, in the works that I have not mentioned yet about it? Um. I, I don't think so. I know one of the things we didn't, I didn't say, which I said earlier, is that there's going to be, like, mocktails and, like, dessert and stuff during the prom. And I really don't think there's anything that I missed. So they're really fancying it up. They're really getting swanky on us. Yeah. All right. So uh, my next question for you is, um, which, um, I want you to give me an argument. So let's say I'm a person who is on the fence about going to prom or going to either or prom. What would you say to, um, what would you say to us? Like, can we go to both or why should we go to prom this year during COVID? I think that it's really nice because there, we haven't really done anything else. Like that's exciting like this. And it's going to be like a good opportunity for everybody to like be together again and like, you know, because I feel like we are so, like, I don't see, like, anybody in the hallways or anything because we're, like, on four different bells. So you really don't see your friends or anybody in the hallway. So I think it'll be a good time to, like, catch up and have fun and everything. Yeah, I kind of like that. We really haven't gotten a whole lot. We kind of we lost our homecoming stuff this year. I mean, we tried to make it up during the fall with some activity days, but it's just not really the same. And... um yeah, I, I definitely see your point there. It's at least it's something as compared as compared as, as opposed to nothing. Uh, one thing that I forgot there's a there's gonna be a DJ, and I think Kirsten maybe is gonna send out a like Google Doc or something pretty soon so that everybody can put in requests for songs. So it's not like you're gonna be listening to some old stuff you don't might not like all yeah. night. You can put in your own requests. Yeah, one of my biggest complaints about homecoming, it's really hard to find a DJ that kids will actually like, especially now. Um, but one of the things is that that our the homecoming DJ, um, well, I've heard a lot of complaints about that. I don't, I've never been to a prom before, so I haven't heard anything about the prom DJs in the past. So hopefully this will help as far as the music selection for the night. I might select, uh, Can I? would I be able to request some things? Maybe some Rush, Griffin? You get one vote like everyone else, Mr. Ruggles. Oh. Well, I would vote for Rush. We don't talk about Rush here. Okay, so for context on this one, Rush and I, uh, Rush and I do not get along. Rush and Ruggles get along very well. And Ruggles and I sometimes don't get along because our music choices don't get along. It's all good here. All right, so my next question for you, Natalie, is since the uh, dinner and the prom are going of simultaneously like right back like back to back how should we plan our group or evening activities in order to 
get the most out of both events? Um, you mean like, are you including like when to do pictures and stuff too? Or like, what is your, like, what are you? Yeah. Like I'm talking about like, so we'll get pictures taken and cause I'm want to go to both proms and I'm kind of asking like, what, what do you think is a good way to plan out the evening so that you can be able to go to both and get the most out of both? Um, I'm not sure because I really haven't thought about that, I guess, but I know, like, like I said, they're doing, like, different time slots, so. So be on time. Right. To your time slot, and everything should run smooth. Right. Right? Because if you're late, then somebody else might be late because of that. Right. So, you know, sometimes those nights get tight, you know, Mm -hmm. when you have a bunch of things going on. So just be on time. Be on time from Ruggles. Yeah. All right, so my next question for you is... um, now, I understand this is also a donation-based event. Parents are taking donations for the parent prom. So I wanted to ask you, um, what are some ways we can help? Like, what, is, what ways as a student body we can help? What are some ways we can do to, like, pitch in and help make sure that this um, event goes smoothly? I would say just tell as many people as you can about the donations. You can um, Venmo or at one of the banks. Hold on. Uh, Bank Orion is also taking donations, but I know it's going to be expensive, and we don't really have, like, those kinds of funds, especially since it's not through the school. So it'd just be nice if everybody could, like, get the word out that we need donations really bad. Um, how much do you think that we'll need right now? If you get, if you're able to, uh, If you're able to share, how much do you think you'll need to reach your goal right now? Um, I have absolutely no idea. They haven't told us like how much everything is. I just keep saying it's expensive. Yeah. So it sounds like since we're going to be spending a lot of money on this, I encourage all listeners right now to take a look at, at this and go ahead and pitch in. Um, it sounds like any amount will do. It's like, it's kind of like, um, it's, it's just grassroots fundraising. Just go ahead, go in, donate your pocket change, whatever you can to help that this go smoothly. So before I let you off the hook, Natalie, we're going to play a little mini game, and I've written a few statements, and you're going to tell me whether these are fact, myth, or exaggerated, like half true. Okay. You ready to play the game? Uh, I think so. All right. A first statement is, you have to wear a mask and follow code procedures at both dances. That is false, because at the dance, there's no mask requirements. I'm not sure about the dinner, but I know the ma- or the dance there is not one. I believe that since Johnny's is in, is in Moline, right? It's in Illinois? Yeah, I think so. So you'll be required to follow the mask guidelines in Illinois. All right, my next question is, only NCHS juniors and seniors can go to the prom? That is false. You get one guest, and they can be as young as a freshman to 21 years old. All right. And how about the dinner? Uh, that's a good question. I don't... I'm not sure. I well, I talked to Mrs. Day about this the other day, just for clarification. And yes, for the dinner itself, only juniors and seniors who go to Mercer County are allowed at that. All right. All right. The third one: there will or will not be an after prom this year. Um, yes and no, because they're planning on doing it during, but it will not be like actually after the prom. Right. So you're still going to get all the fun and all the activities of the after prom. It's just not going to be after the prom. Correct. All right. Next one. 
You cannot go to both. False. You are allowed to go to both. That is like... In fact, I've noticed not only are they allowing you to go to both, you are actually encouraged yes, to go encouraged. to both. Yes, encouraged. And the next one. The dinner will be done in time slots and seniors get priority sign up. I think so. I'm pretty sure, yes. But juniors are still invited. Yeah. All right. The dinner will have three available time slots all before the parent-sponsored dance. I think it got moved to two because you can have more people now. Right, that's good. Next one. The rules for anyone who can come are the exact same for parent prom as any other year, i.e. no one older than 21, no middle schoolers, freshmen and sophomores by invite only, other kids by invite. Yes, correct. All right. The price of the ticket the parent prom is the same as any other year. No, it's actually cheaper. It's only going to be $10. As opposed to, what was the original price? Um, I don't know. Normally they're like fifteen twenty. I think. Ruggles, do you have any input on this? I don't remember, but I think they're higher. I mean, obviously, if you know they're lower, it's going to be, you know, 15 or 20 I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like a bargain to me. All, all the same stuff, with, uh, but it's cheaper. Remember, though, if you have a date, yeah, that's true. You it's going to cost you twice as much. It would cost you twice as much anyways during a year if you have a date. That's true. So you better be working on getting a date. Yeah, about that. <laughs> Are we going to talk about that? We're not going to talk about that. No. All right. Next one is group seating at the dinner is restricted to MCHS juniors and seniors, and it is first come, first serve for time slot preferences. I think so. I would assume that they're going to send out a – like Google Doc maybe or something to sign up for that. I'm not sure how they're doing the sign up. Yeah, that's one where I'm a little bit ambiguous. Huh? I'm not sure if they're going to do it by group seating, by, by like form a group and then you all sign up at the same time, or if they're going to just do it by individuals and hope that you get your own entire group in there. And my last question is, after prom is required if you're going to either prom? No, that's not true. Well, it's not true because that's a trick question. There is no after prom this year. It's just <laughs> yeah. activities during the prom. And, okay, so my last thing is, is a real question. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the prom or the um, activities or the dinner that I have not mentioned yet? Um, I don't think so. Oh, there's, we're going to do voting for king and queen. So that's exciting. When do you think voting will take place? It's going to be an open ballot at when you come in the doors of the prom. Okay. That's great. Natalie Finch, thank you for coming on the pod and spilling the beans about prom with us. I'd like to thank Brennan Fluef for editing this podcast for us every month. Mr. Ruggles for providing equipment and hosting the club. I also want to give out a big thank you to the Soaring Eagles for funding this podcast club. We literally cannot do this show without everyone's support. Th- stay tuned for next month's pod. And until next time, this is the Mercer County, Mercer County Podcast Club. All right, folks, there you go. Thanks a lot for listening. We hope to see you in the month of April. Maybe we've got some other sidecast uh, podcasts coming your way. Who knows what we're going to do with all the time that we've got. Uh, I want to thank Brennan Fluett for doing the editing and want to thank the uh, uh, Mrs. Bigley and the Soaring Eagles program for allowing, allowing us to do this great podcasting club. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Hope to see you next month.